Who do we have to thank for that again, Tom? Uh, Dandelion Studios. Where are they based? Uh, El Shilton, near Leicester. Near Leicester. Shout out. I haven't forgot that we um, owe a few bevs for that, because I absolutely love that intro. It's top class. You played on it, didn't you? Yeah, the bass, yeah. The bass, yeah. There we go. Uh, low six, lowdown, episode two of the second season. Uh, no Jamie in. This time around, it was uh, really was one week only. Um, back with Reese Charlton and Tom Pierce, uh, content team here at Low Six. Reese, how are you, mate? Keeping all right? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. Just glad to be back. Glad, glad to be back in the studio. Yeah, that's oh, it. Yeah. It's Friday, so it's just this is like the marker for the weekend now. The weekend's kind of started. I think most of our work is in and scheduled ahead for the weekend. Would that be fair to say, Tom? Yeah, I'm. I'm completely finished. Yeah, you've um, so, you've had a busy week as well because we obviously had PDC, UFC, uh, and obviously plenty of football as well. Yeah, the last sort of weekend for the EFL teams this this weekend, so getting everything out for them. But obviously, we've got some exciting things planned, I believe, um, with the Euros coming up, haven't we? So obviously, for all our partners and, and supporters of our clients, obviously, uh, keep uh, keep an eye out. We'll keep you updated on that uh, in due course. Uh, lads, we'll start with the football this week. I suppose the big news, Reese, is that we've got another All-English Champions League final for the second time, what, in three years? Three years, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'd, I'll be honest, you, you look at Man City and they, they, they just ran away with it against PSG and, I mean, everybody will expect them to win it, but... Chelsea as well, I mean, you know, top respect to them for, for dismantling Real Madrid the way that they did as well. You know, I, I, everybody's going to expect City to win it, but I think I think Chelsea are here with a squeak here. Like, you know, they've, they've got a chance. Um, obviously, everybody's going to want, you know, City to win because obviously, well, the, the miracle run, as they call it, with a billion pound defence. I mean, the amount of money they've spent, it's what they want. It's why people expect them to win. Yeah. Um. Tom El Plastico, who are you uh, siding with? Are you are you swaying one way or the other, or are you kind of hopeful that either one of Chelsea or Man City are going to win this one? I, I wouldn't say that I want either team to win. To be honest, um, yeah. If I'm being honest, not so much Man City, but a little bit more. I'd say probably Chelsea. Just you know, I, I know kind of you get called out for being cringy for you know. Siding with an English side in a in in European football, but I think kind of we we were talking earlier off air about growing up and those good old ITV days where you know Arsenal would play at Highbury and Chelsea were a little bit more of a proper club, I would say back then. You know, um, maybe just when Mourinho came in, I know Abramovich had, had taken over, but I think you could kind of get behind them. They had a good English you know core to their side. The likes of Arsenal did, Man United did. I just don't really think you get that as much nowadays. Well, at least with Chelsea, you've got sort of like Mason Mount. Uh, not that Tammy Abraham plays much, but yeah, I mean, I don't want another English team to win the Champions League. No, all you know, I want I want that elite elite club to say as five, like say as five clubs with <laughs> with Villa being being yeah, one of them. Point. So yeah. it's it's more of a sort of selfish. Yeah, perspective. So, yeah. you'd, so you'd like to see Chelsea win them because obviously they've won it already, haven't they? Yeah. Okay, that's fair enough. So we're cheering on Man City then, Reese. Is that, <laughs> that right? <laughs> the, 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 the only reason I'd want City to win it is, is purely for Aguero. Like you know, he made that statement in 2014. That he's not leaving until he's won one. Yeah. And 
you know, I, that's the only reason I'd want to win it because he's just a top class player and he's just been so unlucky with it. Um, but it, 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 that would be the reason I'd want City to win it. Otherwise, it, it'd probably be Chelsea for me as well. I yep. think it's a, uh, it's it's funny how PSG got rid of Tuchel and um, Thiago Silva, mm. and now they're both playing in the Champions League this season. While yeah, yeah, or Neymar will be watching at home. Yeah, Neymar will be watching at home. And his sister did he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what's that? What's that odd stat? I think something about it, around his sister's birthday. Like he hasn't played a game for like eight yeah. years or something daft like that. I, we won't really kind of speculate too much, but um, it doesn't exactly look all that good, does it? Uh, but yeah, no. Did did Neymar kind of flatter to deceive slightly? Would you say over two legs against uh, against Man City, or do you just think that Man City proved themselves as a you know just a superior side over two legs? I mean, in that first half of the first leg, PSG were playing some really yeah. good stuff, especially going forward. When they scored, they, um, well, you, you were sat there yeah. going, "They deserve to be ahead, don't they?" Yeah, but second, I think he missed Mbappe. Mm. Um, he really he stretches the defense with his runs. Yeah, and gives up gives Neymar that little bit more space. But yeah, mm. not. I mean, there was there was one point in the game where he had the ball and he was literally stood there for for a good five six seconds, just looking round, just sort of say, you know, what what am I doing? Kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, who, who shall I pass to? Just yeah, he's a he's a talented player, Reese, isn't he, Neymar? But. Um, I don't think he, he kind of won too many fans over with his, his antics over, over two legs against against Man City, did he? And, you know, it, it just doesn't really help his cause. I think particularly in this, you know, the aftermath of the, the Messi-Ronaldo era, I think it says a lot that people are kind of already talking about Mbappe, as Tom says, and Haaland as being this kind of next head-to-head. And, you know, Neymar's almost been kind of put to, to one side. Yeah, I think I think the problem with it is obviously going to a side as like PSG, like, you know, they're not considered... I know they've got the money behind them and they, they're considered a big team now, but they're not like... When you think of elite football clubs, PSG does not spring to mind first. No. I think that's the problem right there. PSG have won, you know, they're, they're, they're the dominant force in French football. That's not a question, that's not, you know, no questions asked straight away there. But I think when you're playing for teams like, you know, you go from Barcelona to PSG, it, it seems like a step down to some people. So yep. I don't think he can be compared to, to some of the greats. And that's why, like, you know, I know Mbappe plays for PSG, but he's still very young and he could still end up going to somewhere like Real Madrid and Barcelona in the long term anyway. Yeah, like Haaland's, you know, looking at leaving Dortmund as it is anyway. So he will be in a league club next summer, and we we all know that. Yeah, I think that's the problem with with Neymar that he's, you know, he's gone to a place like PSG, and you know, it, it's not considered one of the best. I think I saw rumours today that Dortmund are going to want at least 150 million for Haaland if he's to be sold. I don't know what they bought him for. It wasn't. It was about twenty million around that. Yeah, from Leipzig, yeah. wasn't it? I think. Yeah. I mean, there's also talks of him being the first one million pound a week player, isn't there? Is there? Yeah. So, I mean, he's a Raiola, is his agent. Yeah. Isn't it? So, there's always going to be big money when oh, when he's involved, away. isn't it? Straight away. So, you're you're the Blues manager, Reese. Tom, you're the Villa fan. Uh, let's just say that. Uh, I don't know, any billionaire owner that you can imagine decides to take over Villa and Blues and they are offering you Mbappe or Haaland on a plate. Tom, who are you taking? Um, at the minute, Mbappe. I just think he offers more. Mm-hmm. I mean, Haaland's an incredible finisher. Yeah. But he, that's, at the minute, he, he doesn't offer a lot else. Like, See, with, with forwards these days, a lot of them, you know, press from the front, 
but that he that's not his his you know kind of play his style of play. So yeah, yeah I, th- I think I'd take Mbappe. Mm. That'd be Haaland for me. Yes, yeah. his pace is frightening, and it's not noticed half the time. Like you know that 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 full length sprint in the Champions League where he did it in like seven seconds or something daft like that. He's just absolutely frightening, and. You know, I, I love the style of play that he produces. And, you know, he's one of these players that, because of his age, he's completely underestimated at times. Yeah. And oh, it'd be Haaland for me straight away. Mm. Poor man's Djokovic, isn't he? I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be uh, I, I, I'd be just about in the Mbappe camp at this point in time. But I don't know what the age gap between the two of them is. I've got a feeling Haaland's younger. It feels yeah. like he's I mean, been on the yeah. scene. I mean, Mbappe's 22, I think. And well, he was 18 when he scored. I think he became only the second... Uh, Eighteen-year-old in World Cup final history to score a goal. Yeah, I mean um, he was incredible. And he was, a, he was a, yeah, he was like, he was a freak then. Um, they both are, yeah. and, it, and in five years, I think it, this will be the, you know, the modern day kind of you know Ronaldo against Messi. Do I think that they'll both be as good or or are as good as Ronaldo and Messi? Kind of at this point in their career, I'd probably say no. But I still think um, this was just kind of a unique era wasn't it really you know potentially the two greatest players of all time at the uh, you know the, uh, playing in the in the kind of the same era uh and Mbappe and Haaland I think will be kind of a, a, a good follow-up to that and obviously excited to see where that goes um we'll move on to the Europa League lads uh, looks like Manchester United and Villarreal that's correct yeah I did get that right had to check um Arsenal Reese they looked last night as if they uh oh. <laughs> It was like they didn't need a goal to, you know, to, to get them through to the final. And, you know, a nil a nil nil game in, in such a in a second leg. You know, you've got an away goal. Yeah, you know, you're two one down. You've just got to go and win one nil essentially. And that's just it. Feels like that's kind of been the stomach and the the mentality for. We, again, we were talking earlier about Arsenal, and it, it just seems to drip from the top all the way to the bottom there at that club. It's just you, you can just tell from from the moment that Wenger's left, it, it's had a heavy effect on absolutely everything, you know, linked to the club in one way or another. You know, is it is it karma? Yeah, it could be considered that. I mean, but at the same time, they were in the driving seat. They only needed the goal. Villarreal were always going to park the bus and just try and grind it out and push forward and get that chance if they needed to. Yeah. You know, Emery was, was, you know, you look at where they were now and they were complaining about Emery being, you know, 7 for 8. For now that with Arteta, you know, they're, they're sliding down the table. They've missed out on another final. I don't know. It's a, it's a bit of a weird one for me. I, I, I you know, do, I think this karma goes all the way back to Wenger. You know, Wenger was absolutely overperforming by the looks of it for the last five years he was there. So, mm. you know, it, it, it's it's come back and it's haunting them now, yeah. They're just a mid-table team, aren't they, Tom? I think it's the first time in 20 years next season that they won't have any European football. Um, Aubameyang's been a, a real flattener this year. You know, there was talk of him going to Man City and, and, and Madrid last season for kind of big money and it just doesn't really seem to have, you know, fired this season. And they've kind of got some decent young bits of talent coming through. Nothing that's really going to blow you away. Nothing of like a, a Grealish or a, a Foden ilk. And, uh, you know, you talk about, you know, challenging the Premier League titles. I mean, they're just a million miles away from that, aren't they? Yeah, they they needed to win the Europa League, really, mm. didn't they? Yeah. I mean, it's even the, the financial like ramifications of not being in Europe. They're going to have, you know, 
350 grand a week yeah. players sitting on the bench mm. and they're not going going to be getting the the money from from games in Europe so it was it was huge for them not not to even look like scoring it, uh, last night um but yeah that yeah they're just they just are a mid table team aren't they mm. it, and I, I can't see them having the pull to bring players to really get them challenging back in Europe ne- next season to this summer. If you, so, yeah, I think Chelsea. I would say Arsenal are, are the biggest club in London um, by probably a long way. But I think if, if you're you know a player with any kind of ambition, I think Chelsea. You know, would you put Spurs ahead of them? I don't really. It's a tough one. I think Spurs probably are performing better, but you know, are still a long way off winning anything themselves. And I think the final a couple of weeks ago, you know, it still showed the difference between Man City and kind of a good Tottenham side, but you know, a side that you know are basically the head and shoulders of anything in this country. I mean, I know it's only taken Pep Guardiola about twenty billion pounds to to finally get Man City. You know. Looking like a really, really solid team and a, and, a, and a side that could really dominate English football for for years on years, but um, yeah, it's, I feel feel sorry for Arsenal fans. But it's just you talk about these kind of instances, Reese, and they're they're a really poorly run club. I mean, like Tom says about play, like Özil, what did they up his contract from like two hundred grand to three hundred fifty grand, and he was just sat on the bench constantly, all you know, never, never, ever featured. And to, to be fair to Arteta, he came in, uh, decided. You know, from the off, that he wasn't a fan of him and that he was going to get nowhere near his team. And an old Mezzet to play in, um, what's it called? The uh, Fortnite. I think he was like just playing Fortnite on 350 grand a week, wasn't he? I mean, he was just living the life of Riley and <laughs> now he's been shipped out to, to Turkey and, and we're never going to see him again. Um, but there's a lot of things at the top that, that, at that club that, that, you know, it's going to take a, a you know, a big shift. The, the, the problem with it is they're just throwing money like, like it's going out of fashion. I mm. think the problem you've got is if you invest wisely, it, it will pay off. Yeah. And, you know, you look at some of the signings they've made. Aubameyang looked a wise investment at the time. Would yeah. you say it now? No. no. He's, he's completely fell off, you know, completely fell off the face of the earth. Like, you know, just not... He's not at the level that he was when he joined the club. Like, mm. is it the way that Arteta plays that causes it? I don't know. But, I mean, you know, he puts him on the wing... Yeah, when you know he he's deadly in front of goal, and pre- anybody who watches the Premier League will tell you that Aubameyang is deadly in front of goal, mm. and putting him on the wing is absolutely insane. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. Like you know, Lacazette is a good striker, but is he at the level that Aubameyang was when 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 Aubameyang gets going? Mm. Probably not. No, well, he, Lacazette's not even in the conversation for the French team, is he? No. I mean, the Simon Willian, I mean, uh, it was on a free, so... Yeah. But he's on a big packet as well, mm. and he barely plays. Yeah. And I think he... So he, he played really well open game of the season against Fulham, <laughs> and then just didn't didn't bother turning up no. again. He thought, that's yeah. my shift done. Yeah. That, that was the best move in fantasy I ever did. <laughs> I, I captained Willian first game, and he got the free assist, so I got a ton of points for that. <laughs> and then I've never, pl- I've never played him since. I got rid of him straight away because I thought it would just be one of those first game turnups where he'll he'll prove to everyone that oh, I've still got it in me, and then he's done nothing the rest of the season. Yeah, Arteta said something like, um, "You you know you, you'll 
be in the Champions League with us in, in three years' time. And yeah. uh, that's looking good, isn't it? So. <laughs> I think I remember watching that game thinking that Arsenal looked like a, a potential title team this year. Yeah. That was a long, long time ago. <laughs> so the less I said about that, the better. Never mind Arsenal. You've already got West Brom this weekend. So Aubameyang's uh, in need of a goal. No doubt he'll get one this Sunday. Uh, we'll move back on to the weekly seven, lads. Uh, the £1 million free-to-play competition uh, partnership between Low Six and Uber Eats. Uh, mixed martial arts. UFC fight night this weekend. Uh, Rodriguez against Waterson. Uh, have you done a preview for this, Tom? No, not this week. No. Um, there's a £1,000 free-to-play contest for fans in the United Kingdom and Republic of Ireland, uh, as there is with every single UFC event. Uh, it's the one next week I'm more looking forward to, though. Um, Chandler against Oliveira. That's for the lightweight title. Um, Dustin Poirier actually turned down a fight for the title to uh, rematch Conor McGregor for the third time. Uh, is that a decision that might come back to bite him on the backside, would you say, Tom? Um, I mean, we do call this prize fighting, and obviously these people are getting you know paid very well to, to be punched in the face, as they probably should. If you're in Dustin Poirier's position and you know, you've got the opportunity to make uh, a fight where you know, you're going to get paid very handsomely, but it's probably not as big for your legacy, or are you all about the legacy fights and you know, I want to be the champion of this division what, what would you side with yeah it just depends where your motives are doesn't it yeah. um, I mean he's, I'm sure he's got enough money he's fought Conor McGregor twice yeah um, but there's something about a trilogy I think that especially when it's one and one like this is it now this is the you know whoever wins this will be considered the best and if, if Poirier does win it then it's very likely that he's going to go and you know challenge for the title after this anyway yeah but then again, McGregor is tweeting kind of very, very vicious thoughts, I think, at the moment. I don't know if you've seen his Twitter recently or not. I haven't, no. Yeah. No. Motivated Conor McGregor. Not a bloke I'd want to mess with. <laughs> I mean, unmotivated Conor McGregor is probably someone I won't want to mess with either, to be honest. Especially if you turn his whiskey down in a pub. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll stick with, uh, obviously, uh, combat sports. Uh, and the absolute joke sport at the moment that is boxing. Um we were kind of looking through in uh, in Low Six HQ at the the videos of um, the melee. I think it's in the I, th- I can't remember where it was. It was Miami or somewhere like that yesterday. Um, obviously Floyd Mayweather um, fighting a, a bloke from YouTube who's Norton One uh, from his professional boxing career. Weighs about forty pounds more. Stands about eight or nine inches taller than him. Um, and his brother decides to start piping up Reese. This lad's kind of been making a bit of a name for himself. Jake Paul. Uh, it feels like he's just everywhere. I mean, it's obviously intentional. And we're sat here right now talking about it, uh, which should we be? I suppose it's, it, it's part of the storyline, isn't it? Um, it looked like he got sort of a, a few whacks to the face. I mean, is this just what you get for being mouthy? Or did you kind of look at it and think, bloody hell, like, does Floyd Mayweather need that many, you know, like kind of security guards and bouncers protecting him. Oh yeah, with Jake Paul around, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no questions asked. Like, I it, it bugs me that you know it's the fight's meant to be about Logan Paul, yet his brother turns up and makes it all about him yeah. again. Yeah, you know he, he deserves everything he gets. Like you know why why are you turning up to your brother's fight and trying to make it all about you? Like this this you know his brother has left him to his own devices to fight. Why are you turning up and doing the complete opposite? Yeah, 
It's all just gone to his head, hasn't it? I yeah, mean, straight away. He loves he loves the fact that everyone's talking about him. Mm. I, 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 that's the problem. I think the more attention he gets, the worse he's going to get. Is this the worst he's probably going to be? No, no. <laughs> he's going to get worse. I, I, I genuinely think that this because obviously it's all for attention and it, it's putting him in the limelight. I genuinely think it's going to get worse. Mm. Like this isn't like, you know th- having a fight outside the press conference and this that and the other. It, it's not the end of it. It's no. going to keep going. And you know, it, it's it's a it's a joke now. Like you know, this it's not even his fight. If it was his fight, then we could <laughs> understand maybe this something kicking up. But it's not even his fight. Yeah, and that's where the problem is. Yeah, we should set some cameras up in here. We could be on YouTube, and you know, in five years, you know, Tom Tom could be lacing up gloves and going having a little <laughs> a little a little knock with uh, Gennady Golovkin. That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Just get popular enough. It's just it, it feels at the moment, Tom, that. Boxing's now just a bit of a. It, it's it's kind of very celebrity orientated, uh, and, and I just feel kind of sorry for the the younger fighters trying to make a, a name for themselves who have sacrificed you know most of their life have have, have sacrificed a, a diet, a, a lifestyle, a potential career elsewhere. You know, family time. You know, time with friends. You know, to kind of get themselves in in the best possible shape that they can uh, and make a living for themselves. And it's not for everyone getting, you know, like I said, smacked, you know, smacked in the chops to, uh, you know, go and go and pay the bills. And then you've got this lad who just because he's got a bit of a following, it all, all of a sudden makes him like more marketable and, and people have to pay to watch this bloke fight. I mean, it's, it's quite incredible the way it's panned out. Yeah. Un- unfortunately, money is, is the big thing, isn't it? So yeah, the, these two are, are going to make money. Mm. Um, it's all they've, they've already shown that that they're going to make money. Um, so I mean, they are smart. Yeah. The, way, the way they've done it, mm-hmm. play devil's advocate. They've they've been the marketed themselves <laughs> really well. Even though look, you know, no one likes them, but we're we're talking about them. Everyone's talking about. Them. They're on Sky Sports News earlier. Yeah, like the footage. So yeah, but it is it's just a bit of a. You know, a farce, isn't it? It is a bit of a farce, yeah, and it, it's a shame. And I think social media does, doesn't help. Um, you know, it's kind of all over. You see pictures and there's, you know, people with their cameras can't wait to kind of capture this footage. And it's, whether we like him or not, like a, a bloke's basically being attacked and it's all to, to try and hype a fight. It's a bit like the McGregor-Khabib thing, wasn't it? When he, he threw the dolly at the coach and, you know, people get people get hurt. And it's it's I just don't think it's a very, very good look. It's certainly not a good look for boxing. And we've kind of spoke about boxing, you know, going this way for a long time. Do you um, think, Reese, that the Mayweather-McGregor fight has really kind of caused this circus and, you know, I don't think that was too much a problem in, in, no. in my eyes because they were both professional fighters. Okay, they're in different codes of fighting, but you mm. know it, it, they were both professional fighters. If two YouTubers want to fight against each other like Logan Paul and KSI did, then that's I haven't got a problem with that either. It's when they begin to clash. Yeah, like you know Jake Paul, uh, you know not, yeah Jake Paul shouldn't even be getting in a fight you know, in a ring with a UFC fighter, mm. and Logan Paul should not be getting in a ring with, with a boxer. You know, if yeah. if you know the YouTubers want to fight each other, then then crack on because that's a completely different market, and I, I don't mind that. That's not a problem. Mm. I, I just have a problem with with you know the fields clashing. Like you know, Logan Paul should not be getting in a ring with Floyd Mayweather. So what? No, no matter what. Like you know, he's one of he's considered one of the best of all time. 
Yeah. And he's stepping into a, to a ring with a guy who's had one professional fight and it was against another YouTuber. And he got beat. And he got beat, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tom, does this dent Floyd Mayweather's legacy in any way, would you say? Uh, he compares himself or, you know, believes in his own mind that he's the best ever. He surpasses, you know, Muhammad Ali and... Sugar Ray Robinson and all these kind of all-time greats, and and he would be up there, but he's almost making himself out to be more of a pantomime villain than he potentially already was, anyway. Yeah, I mean, you can't see you know Ali or Tyson, you know, doing this sort no, of no. thing, could you? It's very very um, WWE, isn't it? Yeah, and he, he he was in that, which I think. Look, Tyson Fury's done that. You know, I, I don't think he's kind of the last, but you know that that's all acting. Yeah. Whereas, like, we kind of all know this is acting, but we're basically being, you know, it's it's portrayed to us as though it's all kind of real. Yeah. Um. It's, again, money for for him, isn't it? He's yeah. um. He, he he's a uh, yeah. He's with the McGregor fight. He, he earned how much? It, I think it would have been, would have been north of a hundred million. Let's yeah, say. yeah. So, same again. He'll be he'll be earning quite a a big mm. a big packet for this one. So, but yeah, he he can't go down as one of the greats if you if if, if you're coming up against some some kid. Yeah. That you was it him that used to be on Disney Channel? <laughs> I think so. so yeah. It's yeah. not a good look, is it? No, the, the, the money's the only motivation. Yeah. You, you, you know straight away why why you would get in a ring with someone and put you know because he did go unbeaten. Why why would you put that at risk against against a kid who's clearly bigger than you? Yeah, he's not even even if you'd fought him, he's not in your weight category. Yeah, it, it just makes it, it literally is. He's only getting in the ring for the money, and for a guy that has made an immense amount of money in his career, it just makes no sense to me at all. I'm amazed. I'm just amazed that it's been sanctioned, though. You know, if it was a white collar fight, it's probably like comparing me and Jamie in terms of height and size, <laughs> and us just going down the local white collar, you know, boxing club and just saying, "I want to fight him." Like he's annoyed me. They'd say he's like, you know, a good eight inches taller than you. He probably weighs, I don't know how many more kilos than you. You know, weight class would be completely different. It's on, unsa- you know, the safeguarding. Like I say, the the fact that it's been sanctioned by whoever just it, it still amazes me. But again, like you say, it's it's all about the money. Sadly, um, we're talking about this when really we should be talking about seventy thousand fans uh, in attendance. Uh, must be surely, I think probably outside Australia, one of the biggest attended events. Uh, sort of post-COVID, or well, say post-COVID as if COVID's not still here, it's very much still here. Um, but Sal Alvarez against Billy Joe Saunders, Reese, uh, a super middleweight unification bout. Uh, I think, yeah, it's happening in, in Dallas and Texas. Like I say, 70,000 fans in attendance. Um, Canelo, you know, probably pound for pound number one. And Billy Joe Saunders has never lost a fight. Uh, it's got all the makings of being a, a potential classic, this one. Oh yeah, straight away, straight away. I, I, I can't see past Canelo personally. Like you know, Billy Joe Saunders is is, is a good fighter, but you know, all all this kick off in the week, you know, yeah. it, it's all mind games at the end of the day. And he's going against a guy that's dealt with the Mexican cartel. I mean, let's be honest, <laughs> it, it's not going to affect him. No. So you know, I, I, you know, obviously we should be supporting the home team. 
Um, but I, I, it's it's just Canelo straightforward for me. I don't whether it be a knockout or, or by points is an, is another thing. But you know, it's just I, I reckon this is Canelo's fight to lose. To be honest, yeah, I think he's about one to seven uh, in the betting. Uh, I do like Billy Joe Saunders, Tom. Uh, I do like Canelo as well. It's it's, it's quite a difficult one. Um, uh, these two had to fight each other. I think I think Billy Joe Saunders for his legacy needed to fight either Canelo. Or uh, or Golovkin. I think if this was three years ago, I'd probably give Saunders the edge, but I'm, I'm just not too sure now. Canelo just begins to look like a beast every single fight. He, he's getting better and better. I think he's still only 30, and obviously his only professional um, defeat to date was against Floyd Mayweather when he was like 22 or something. He's obviously come a long way since then, but obviously Billy Joe Saunders is from a you know a hard enough background. Um, would you? Would you? You know? Do you think this has got the hallmarks of potentially going twelve rounds? Can you? Can you see Billy Joe Saunders really getting stopped? Is Canelo that good? I I can't say. I I, I know a lot about. I mean, the only thing I've I've seen from the build up to this fight is is Saunders telling some Mexican report that that his breath smells oh. like shit. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's the sort of the only thing that I can yeah I can add to that to that question. I'll come back to you then, Reese. Um, yeah, like I said, he, he, he was saying to Canelo in the week, you know, the gypsies are here and and all this and that. I mean, he's obviously a tough bloke, and it, it's going to take a tough man, you know, to really kind of fold Saunders in half, isn't it? Oh yeah, no. He, he, don't get me wrong. Saunders is a, is a, is a good boxer in his own in his own way. Like you know, he's, yeah. he's gonna it's going to take a lot to you know to dismantle him and, and knock him down. But you know, I I just think like the, the mind games with Saunders here have probably been. The, the worst since, you know, and that to me signals worry. Not the yeah. fact that he's trying to get it in his head, it signals to me that he's worried that he could really lose this. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the whole the whole ring dilemma and then the stuff with the mm. reporter and the messing around. And it's just like, you know, yeah. getting all your team to get on get on <laughs> Canelo's case. It's just like, you know, I know he's like, you know, renowned for these type of mind games, but these seem to be the worst that it's ever seemed to have got to. Yeah. And in in my in, in my eyes, that that does signal worry, mm. which which is why I just I don't, I don't think he's going to get past Canelo. I think he's I think as much as he's trying to get in Canelo's head, I think he's too much in his head doing doing stuff that he's yeah. doing currently. Yeah, it's the Versace robe for me. That looks like Masvidal did it in the UFC. The second he kind of you know he got a little bit of attention, he got a little bit of money. He kind of you know stick the Versace robe on. McGregor wore it before uh, the the. The Mayweather fight that 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 almost just immediately looks like that'd be ringing alarm bells to me. And yeah. to be fair to Canelo, I mean, I, I know the kind of the whole drug scandal of the the Mexican the contaminated meat and whatever it was, you know, will probably always linger in the background. He never looks too flashy or too big or too spectacular until he actually gets in the ring. And I think that's probably you know why he has elevated himself into being you know considered. He's Best in the world, isn't he? I would probably say at this point. In time. Oh yeah, I, I I'd agree with that. I'd, I'd say you know he's he's number one, no questions asked. But you know he comes in the re- he doesn't he doesn't mess around before the fight. You know I, I think the only time I've ever seen him react was this week where yeah. you know he turned around and shouted back at the you know at the <laughs> Saunders camp and you know it's all justified when you you walk in through your hotel and you're getting absolutely everything thrown at you over something that at the end of it Canelo's not. You know, putting down the paperwork to sort it. So, yeah, it, you, you know, I, I, 
I think the thing with Canelo is obviously he turns up, he does his job, he looks good doing it, and he is good doing it, and then he goes home. He doesn't, he doesn't, you know, try and make a big deal out of it. He just does his job and goes home after it, and that's why I think he earns as much respect as he does. Like mm. he gives the he gives the sport the respect. Yeah, and you know he doesn't make it into a into a big show. Like you know he he just turns up. Comes, it does what everybody wants to see, which is just you know twelve rounds of boxing and goes home, and yeah. you know that's fair enough in my eyes. Three world, three weight world champion, I think as well. Mm-hmm. You know he he moves those weights. Oh yeah, like you yeah. wouldn't believe. You know light heavyweight, middleweight. Uh, obviously, this one uh, on Saturday night is going to be um, super middleweight, I believe, isn't it as well? Because uh, he started off at yeah the kind of the the, the super welterweight rank, so uh, he's obviously grown physically as well over over time. Uh, Billy Joe Saunders obviously was, uh, I believe, middleweight champion at the same time as Golovkin and, and Canelo, wasn't he, a good few years ago? I still think Canelo got beat twice by Golovkin, I have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a couple of years ago. We won't dwell. There were two great fights. But, um, yeah, uh, prediction then, Reese. if I had to push you for one? I think I think Canelo points. I don't, I don't yeah. think it'll be a knockout. I think it's one of these fights that are going to be has been so built up Yeah, it, it probably will go... 12 rounds, yeah. yeah. I'd go Canelo, I'd go Canelo by a unanimous decision. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree. Uh, I don't think Billy Joe will get knocked out. I just think he's got too much steel about him and I think he's got too much heart and he'll he'll stick in there. Uh, and I think he'll have his moments as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Canelo's, you know, again, like I said, if this was three years ago, I think it might have been a different story. Uh, I just don't think Billy Joe's fought enough in the last few years. Canelo, Feels like he's fighting every two months. I just think he's got fitness on his side. Yeah, he's going to be tough to beat. Uh, but should be great. Anyway, um, Tom, you're not exactly a massive racing fan either, are you? No. I'm surprised we get not. you on these podcasts. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I constantly feel like I've got nothing to talk about. Were you watching any of the darts in the week? Uh, no, I didn't. No. Um, yeah, no. You're not, the, you're not a darts man. I've, I've, I've watched I watched the, the final last, uh, when was it? Oh, sort of uh, just before Christmas, wasn't it? The New Year, yeah. yeah. The um, Go Price won the World yeah. Championship, yeah. Great final, that against, yeah, against Gary Anderson as well. Yeah, no, um, the darts is great. Darts, sadly, though, is one of those sports that it it desperately needs a crowd. Yeah, because um, quite a, like some of them just play play off it as well, don't they? Like, um, yeah, is it Peter Wright? Is that Peter Wright? Yeah, Snake bite. Yeah, yeah, he 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 proper sort of plays off the off off the crowd, doesn't he? So. And I would say, I would say, you know, Gerwin Price as well is another one. He's, he's like I said, we talk about pantomime villains, and he actually feels like one of those as well, doesn't he, Reese? He, he, he really laps it up. He, he, he loves, he loves a good argument. Like you could just see, he yeah. loves, he loves getting in people's faces. And you know what? If it works, it works, doesn't it? Like you know, it, it's, it's landed in world, a world championship, the style of play that he has. So you know, you, you can't knock it. So he, you know, he, he loves, he just loves. Uh, it just seems like he loves drama. I, I can't, I can't back that. You know, people pay for entertainment factor, and if he's going to give it, then 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 fair enough. Yeah. Well, low six are the uh, official um, pick'em supplier for the PDC, and uh, there's another night of Premier League action on Friday evening. Five hundred pound prize pool, completely free to play. Just head over to PDC Picks available on your app stores. Uh, I suppose we'll come to the horse racing then, Reese. Uh, me and you are on a, a nice little bit of form, aren't we, at the moment? Um, 
two two naps have landed today on the well over the jumps and obviously on the flat. Uh, and I don't know when you're each way. Bet's running. The flat's gone. That's yep. already gone. I think the jumps is a little bit later on today. A little later on today. And that's at Market Raisin, was that's it, I think? Market yeah, Market Raisin. Yeah. Um, head over to epsomderby.co.uk and cheltenham.co.uk to check out mine and Reese's uh, tips over the weekend. Uh, what are you operating at at the moment, Reese? I think your jumps is kind of, what, plus £30 to a £1 stake? Yeah, it's around that mark, yeah. Yeah, yep. the jumps is absolutely flying. Like we had two winners last week. You know, yep. you, you, know you usually ask for a winner you know, once in a while, <laughs> we've ended up two in two days. So yep. absolutely flying over the jumps at the moment, yeah. Good man. And it's the uh, Potemps Network Swinton Handicap Hurdle Grade 3 contest at Haydock. I love the fact that this is a mix of flat and jumps. I do, I do like that. I can't yeah. lie. It makes it more interesting. It's just so intriguing. Imagine like all the kind of jockeys, that, you know, a mix that you're going to see and both tracks get used. I mean, I think it's amazing. It should happen a lot more often. You know, I think obviously we're not all courses are dual purpose, but uh, I, I think it's brilliant to watch. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, you'd be a jumps man over, over the flat. Oh yeah, straight away. Yeah, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm all jumps. I yeah. think it's all about the jumps. Uh, who's your fancy in the Swinton? You've got a, a big each way bet. Yeah, I, I, I like the look of uh, Cormier from uh, Brian Ellison's yard. Um, his, his mark is very, very appealing to me. Um, he hasn't been, yeah, he wasn't great over the winter months, but I think, you know, him being off for five months might, might come and play in his benefit. So 25 to 1, I think he could sneak into the places at a big price. He finished seventh in the Greatwood at Cheltenham, and he's now £6 lower. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think that was a bad Greatwood either. You had the Shunter in there. Uh, you had Ballyandy, uh, Tejerek, Hunter's Call, Edward Stone, all finishing ahead of him. Uh, the form's not exactly worked out too bad from that contest. And like you say, for a £6 lower mark, um, and on, on better ground, I suppose, you probably see the best of yeah, the Yeah, he, he likes good ground. Like You look at his previous form and where he's picked up, you know, a lot of his wins and places have come on good ground. So yeah. that will definitely benefit him tomorrow. Yeah, it's a coppolous for me for Ollie Murphy and Aidan Coleman. I uh, thought he was absolutely tanking at, at Aintree uh, at the Grand National Festival before falling two out. Only been raised £3 as a result. Looks really, really nicely weighted. Uh, obviously, go over to chump.co.uk and you can back mine and Reese's tips. And uh, I don't know what I'm on, but I'm kind of about £5.87, I think, something like that. Yeah, at the moment. Uh, I think flat, you, you, you've just gone over six quid because your nap landed today. So. Yeah, that was it. So there we go. My, me and Reese are flying. And obviously, epsubdarby.co.uk. Uh, we won't go into too much detail about the flat. You've got to go and check out those yourselves. Um, and the Guineas uh, last weekend, Reese, uh, we'll, we'll give a mention. Uh, Poetic Flair won the, the 2000 Guineas, uh, beat Master of the Seas. Um, it was a really, really battle-hardened performance. A lot of the big guns underperformed. Aidan O'Brien, I think, had three runners. Not one of them finished in the top seven. I mean, that's almost unheard of for yeah, Bally Doyle, that, isn't that, it? that is unheard of for, for, for Aidan O'Brien. You, you know, it, it's, it was just a poor day for him, but he made it up the next day, which we'll, we'll go into after. But, you know, Poet Flair, the, the, the information was there. You yeah. know, Jim Bolger has probably prepared for this race about four years, five years previously. Yeah. Like, you know, he's... Won the trial, this horse at Leopardstown, exactly, didn't Yeah, won, won, won the Guinness trial at, at Leopardstown. And his, his sire won the race, uh, Don't Approach won the race in, in 2013. Yeah. So 
you know, all the clues were there. Like, you know, his absolute breeding masterclass from from the bulge. And it was a family affair as well. You know, yeah. his, his wife owns the horse, his son-in-law rode it. <laughs> like, you know, it was a complete family affair. And, you know, it's a nice story at the end of the day. Like, you know, yeah. everybody wants, you know, the, the big horses to win it. But you look at, the, you know, you look a bit deeper into it. And yeah. the, the crazy thing is the clues were all there. It was just you had to find them. Yeah, absolutely right. I think the, the two horses that, that kind of had runs in really, you know, strong races, you know, Master of the Seas and Poetic Flair, you know, both came to the fore, didn't they? Showed the uh, the importance of, of experience and race fitness and, and that was exactly what happened. But it was it was normal service resumed for Aidan O'Brien in the 1,000 guineas and, and obviously Frankie Dettori, who we've just seen win the, the Chester Cup uh, as well. Uh, Mother Earth, yeah, she ran a decent race in the Phillies Mile and then obviously went to the Breeders' Cup and, and, and gave a good account. Good but she, there, she, yeah. For a two-year-old, she was... You know, she carried a lot of experience into this race, didn't she? Yeah, she did, and she she proved it. You know, it was once again, it was another O'Brien masterclass of let's get everybody on the one we think's going to win, and instead yeah. the second string's gone and done it completely over. So yeah, you know, if she she ran really well, and then the experience obviously paid off in the end as well. Yeah, I say as a two year old from her two year old campaign. Of course, the classics are all three year olds. Um, yeah, uh, any any kind of derby fancies off the back of the guineas? Can we see any any horses? Do you think emulate, you know, some of the, the great horses that have won two classes? You know, in races gone by. I mean, it looks like Poetic Flair is going to be staying over a mile. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he was a derby horse. I think he will stay over a mile. I yeah. think that's best best for it. Um, Santa Barbara. I mean, she was the hype and she drifted, but she didn't run a bad race because no, it was only I, a second. I think run. she'll be better over further. I, I, yeah. I agree. It was all. I think obviously it was just literally the comments from from O'Brien that literally slammed the price into the floor. Yeah, talking about just before I think it was two days before talking about that you know she, she's going to be green. Yeah, and, and it, it it was the stuff earlier in the month as well. Yeah, she looks like a five year old colt. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, everybody's going to get excited with comments like that coming from a trainer like you know as, as esteemed as himself. Yeah, you know everybody's going to be really excited about that. I you know I, I think I think over over further she'll be more of a danger I think I think Amar was by the looks of it it was just a little bit too short mm-hmm. um, I feel like you know the Oaks would be a good aim for it if they were if they were to go there um, as 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 for the Derby there wasn't anything I think Lucky Vega might be open to to, to a longer trip as well I thought he run a really good race mm-hmm. um, that's about it really I, I, there wasn't really any. Derby contenders in my eyes that really stood out. No, no, I, I, I like Battleground in the 2000 Guineas, and he was he went from being really strong in the market to really weak, and then he went off favourite. Um, couldn't quite believe it, and he just ran a really, really flat race. Um, and I couldn't really have any of the O'Brien horses in the 1000 Guineas off the back of that, but uh, of course that's why he's uh, he's such a master. I suppose we'll give a quick mention as well to um, to Honeysuckle at the Punchestown Festival. Um, I was saying on the Paddock's Picks podcast um, yesterday, head over to uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, all your podcast platforms, listen to that, myself and, uh, and Charlie Post. Um, how far away, Reese, are we from really kind of talking about legendary status with Honeysuckle? I think I think if she goes to Cheltenham, if she has another unbeaten season, mm. then you've, you've seriously got to consider her as, as top, top level. Like, yeah. I... I really got excited about her when I went to Cheltenham last year. Um, I backed her for the mayor's hurdle. I thought she could overturn Benny, and and, and she did it. Mm. You know, it, it was that was the moment where I thought, you know, she's overturned quite a popular mayor here. She might be coming into the picture here for for, for other things, and she's gone and done that. She's not just she's not just improved. She's massively, massively stepped up, and she's beaten. 
I know, obviously, people will argue that the £7 allowance is always going to be in her favour and this, that and the other. Yeah. But to beat rivals the way that she is, she's not just winning. She's absolutely annihilating them. Yeah. And, you know, I, I do think, like, if she goes for a champion hurdle next year, you know, then, 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 then yeah, I, I genuinely think she needs to be considered as some of the... You know, she's definitely an exciting talent, and she will she, in modern history she'll live quite long in the memory. Like my girlfriend barely knows horses, <laughs> but she absolutely adores honeysuckle. Mm. Like literally, if honeysuckle's racing, we're watching honeysuckle race, and we're yeah. back in honeysuckle. Even if the price is not great, we're back in honeysuckle. So, yeah. you know, she she absolutely loves honeysuckle, and I think that should sum it up. You know, the fans the fans enjoy watching her racing. She's got a cracking trainer and a brilliant rider on her. Mm. You know, I, I I think you know there's still more to come from her. She could she could easily dominate this division for another year. Yeah, yeah. We were saying there was, there was talk of of her going over a fence, and she has point to point form. Um, you know, uh, do, do you kind of you know is there that that you know in in the back of your head go and emulate a, a dawn run, say, and, and go over a fence and go over further? But I just think if you're beating all the best horses in in your division, you know why go and chase more? You know, it's it's, it's good enough, surely. Being a champion hurdle winner, um, you know, well, three champion hurdles, of course, that is because she won the um, uh, uh, the Leopardstown as well, didn't she? Um, yeah, back in yeah. February, yeah, incredible horse. Um, I think, like you say, we surely can't be too far off um, talking about Honeysuckle as one of the all-time greats. Tom is still here. Um, <laughs> I think he might have just nodded off. Tom, we'll we'll come to you first then um, for the roundup of Premier League fixtures on weekly seven game. Dot com uh, predicts seven correct outcomes from the designated Premier League matches uh, to be in with a chance of winning £1 million and receive a £5 free Uber Eats voucher just for playing. It's a bit of a no-brainer, really. Uh, the first game is choose from Tom. Leeds United against Tottenham Hotspur. Well, the last time they played each other um, at Spurs, Leeds just played to their hands mm. and they just carved them open. Um, I think it's three 0 in the end, um, but Leeds have drew to United, Chelsea, and Liverpool in the last four home games. I don't think they've lost to one of the top six at home this season. Yeah, so I mean, we still put Arsenal's top six. I mean, you know, irrelevant really. Yeah. But yeah, like you say, the likes of uh, Man City, who of course they beat away from home as well. Uh, I thought that they were kind of a, a, a tad unlucky against Man United at home at times. I think they, they kind of had chances near the end. Uh, I think an open game here kind of will, will suit Leeds. Yeah, um, but will I, I can't see Spurs opening up too much. No. Um, I could see it being like a one-one. Yeah, yeah. Bale's just hit form at the right time. I think hasn't he? One-one uh, for you, Tom uh, Reese. I think 1-1, one, one, yeah, I, I yeah. agree with that. Yeah, three one ones uh, leads to keep their uh, their good home form this season intact against Tottenham this weekend. Uh, an early look ahead for the Champions League final, uh, Man City against Chelsea, Reese. This is kind of a an early psychological battle uh, ahead of the, the fixture. Um, obviously, uh, in Istanbul, I believe it is, although there's talk of potentially moving to England, but we don't know how likely that is. Um yeah, which one do you? Which way do you see this one going? I, I can see Man City absolutely battering them here. Really? Yeah. I I've, I think this could be three or four nil quite quite easily. Yeah. You know, as much as you know, Man City are going to go out and give a bit of psychological warfare that we're you know you're never going to beat us. We're going to absolutely crush you here. Mm. 
you know, Chelsea could easily play up to it and then do a complete different game plan when it comes to comes to Istanbul in a couple of weeks' time. So yeah, I I, I think Man City are going to win this quite comfortably, but it's 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 all build up, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's all ga- it's all mind games, and I think I think Chelsea are not going to perform as much as they need the win, and that I, I I don't think Chelsea are going to perform half as well as you would expect them in in, in two or three weeks' time. Yeah. 4-0 for Reese. Um Tom? I think it's going to be a close one. I mean, Tuchel had uh, Guardiola in his pocket in, th- in the semi-final. He had him. His his game plan um, worked perfectly in the in the FA Cup semi-final. Um, so if, if Chelsea do win, it, it, it will be a massive sort of thing for them to take into that final. The fact that Tuchel's played, been in charge... Uh, Chelsea against City twice and beat them twice. So, but yeah, I could see it. I could see it being a one-one. One-one. Um, sorry. Um, but yeah, like I mean, Tuchel's since he's been in charge, they've, they've conceded ten goals in twenty-one games in all competitions, and five of those were against Baggies. <laughs> yeah, there so. we go. Yeah, that's just when you know how, that this is how much you know stress and I suppose oddness COVID has caused us that. Ten goals, Chelsea can see the five of them came against West Brom at home. Unbelievable. Still hate football as well. <laughs> uh, I think I think Man City win this. I'm going to say uh, I think Chelsea will score. I'm going to say three-one Man City. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I, th- I think you know, like Reece says, and kind of as you alluded to, Tom, I think I think the Champions League will be a close one. Uh, Tom, come to you. Liverpool, Southampton. I mean, this is just like the battle of the absolute. Just like. These two clubs just need this season to yeah. end. I mean, Liverpool have been horrendous at Anfield this year. Yep. Um, they've, they've won once and that was against Villa, of course. Um, <laughs> and then, I don't know what's happened to Southampton. They, they were like, let's talk of them being, you know, top four. Yeah, the, the, around the rele- they released them t-shirts, didn't they, with, with the table printed, oh. with, with them sitting. Is that, is that right? Like, yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah, it's they deserve <laughs> what they get Yeah, then. They deserve <laughs> pain and misery. Just, just, the definition of tin pot, isn't it? Oh, it's terrible. It's it's like you know releasing a DVD if your team like you know draws against your rivals or something like that, isn't it? Just like West Brom did uh, when the won at United. A oh few, yeah, a few years yeah. ago. We, we do it often, to be fair, actually. Yeah, but they got as much stick off our fans, I think, as any other fans. To be fair, but yeah, it's tin pot. Football clubs don't do it. Like DVDs, t-shirts. Wait until the season ends, and then you can have your laugh because you just get egg on your face, and that's exactly what happened to Southampton. Um, yeah, no, I think uh, yeah, uh, Liverpool probably will just have enough quality. You'd think. I mean, they they need to win, don't they? For yeah. sort of Euro- European, they don't want to be in the. In the They're not even in the European com- Conference League next next year, do they? No. Um, well, this is the thing. I mean, like they've still got a bit of a hill to climb to get. It, it's Champions League. I've not even really looked at the table. I mean, but is it still viable for them? I'd be very surprised if they got Champions League. Yeah. But I think they'd prefer to be in the Europa than. Than that new conference, yeah, conference league. Um, I'd just yeah. rather not be in a European competition at all, would you? No, no. But yeah, I reckon two on Liverpool. Yeah, two on Liverpool for Tom Rees. Yeah, I think I think Southampton have score. You know, they had points this season. They were quite quite a nice team to watch. I quite enjoyed watching Southampton. You know, yep. and obviously we've got like half the Blues Academy used to play there now. You know, Nathan Redmond's there, Jay Adams there. <laughs> you know, I, I I think I think there'll be a couple of goals. You know, Liverpool will probably make hard work of it as they have quite a few times this season. So yeah, I think yeah. two one as well. 
Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'll go one nil. Uh, I think it's just, this is just going to be a boring game. It's going to be on in the background. I think we'll be on TikTok. Uh, Reese Wolves against Brighton. Um, uh, Wolves. You know, probably if the game had gone on 15 minutes longer against Albion, I think on Monday they may have got the winner, but. They, they've got a lot of players missing. Um, they just don't strike you as kind of the team they were, you know, at their pomp this this time, even say two years ago when they had, I know obviously Jimenez had that awful injury, but just the, the spine of their team, you know, Doherty being sold, um, Jota being sold. Um, I forgot the, the centre-back's name. Bolly. Bolly, yeah, yeah, who escapes me. Yeah, Bolly, um, who's obviously, I believe, still injured as well. Yeah, they, they, they're just a bit of a you know a, a, an average mid-table mm. club at this point in time, aren't they? And, yeah. and Brighton have still got something to play for. Yeah, Brighton have got the fact that you know relegation is there, but they've, they've the thing is Brighton are great at everything else but scoring, which is <laughs> the most important part of the game. Yeah, you know that they, they you know Graham Potter has installed like you know a, a new like idea of the game there, which you know it looks good, it it looks nice to watch, and they play well. But obviously, the most important factor is. If you don't put the ball in the net, you're not going to win games. And drawing nil-nil, 38 games a season, you know, ain't going to keep you in the league. No. Wolves, they're missing, they're missing so many players that, you know, they might be able to get away with, with that type of, you know, style here. I think the downfall for Wolves was when they lost Neto. Uh, you can see that now it's now there's a big hole in that team. Now mm. Neto, You didn't realise how much someone does for the team until they're gone. Mm. And, you know... It it could go this way that Brighton just nick a one 0 here, and, and that's what I think will happen. Yeah, I think Wolves are going to purposely lose this just to relegate Albion because they couldn't beat us on Monday. I mean, yeah, one nil, one Brighton for me. Tom. Not, yeah, it's not a game that screams goals, is it? No, this this, this is going to be last on match of the day yep. all day long. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Brighton have Brighton have scored one. Like, well, they've scored in one of the last four games, but they've also conceded three. Uh, no, they've also kept cl- three clean sheets. Yeah, in in the last four games, which it's just uh, uh, it's nil nil for me. Nil I am um, yeah. Wolves uh, aren't bad at defending, um, but they, I mean they're, they're not what they have been last couple. They've not been as tight as what they have been for the last no. couple of seasons. But yeah, nil nil for me. Best league in the world. Um, <laughs> Aston Villa against Man United. Tom, you were, you were saying something earlier that you've never seen Villa beat Man United at Villa Park in your lifetime. No, the last time was 1995. Um, right. Uh, yeah. Sune said, this was like a famous quote, he, he said that United will never win things with kids. Oh, uh, yeah. And they went on to win the league. Was that the same season, was Yeah, it? so... Yeah, but... Yeah, I... We we tend to score, so I, I could see a scoring, but yeah. I think it'll be two one United. They'll they'll probably get a, a, a dodgy penalty <laughs> thrown in there at some point, but um, yeah, two one United. Someone for Man United for Tom Reese. Yeah, three one United for me. I, I reckon they'll they'll United will gun away with it, and then Phil will probably get one late on. The only thing is they've they've got some their fixture schedule is a bit a bit mad at the minute, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Was it sort of. Four, Four games in eight, eight days, days yeah. yeah. So, I'm guessing that they'll rotate players, but yeah, they'll still have too much quality f- for us. I think they'll just come for three points this weekend. Just get it in the bag, and mm. then at least it's there, and then worry about it as it's going along. Yeah, yeah. I think I think this weekend is a must-win for them. To be fair, yeah, I'll um, I'll say two-one because I think Villa will probably score. Um, but yeah, like you say, Man United just may 
edge them out. Uh, Reese, the inform West Ham, who still have Champions League aspirations, taking on um, Everton are a funny team. They, you look at some of the games at home they've lost this season. You know, they were just scream. It, this was the year that Champions League for me was a real, real, you know, given for a club like Everton. Uh, you know, without the, the pressure of the fans, you know, behind the goal and. Again, they've had so many good results away from home, it seems like, but they've just lost some daft home matches, really. Uh, it's come back to bite them on the backside, and, and, it, and it's kind of opened the door for a West, you know, a club like West Ham, and obviously I know Leicester have kind of been a, a feature at the, you know, the, the top four kind of throughout the duration of the season. Even they've lost some daft games, and they could have been potential t- title challenges if they just kept a, a level of consistency. Um, but this this looks, you know, probably not one of the, the more entertaining you know, competitive games of the weekend. You'd think there'd be goals because both teams have gone in for summer. Yeah. You know, like, we, we talk about Everton at the beginning of the season and even I was excited for Everton. But yeah. You know, they, they looked good. Mm. They did look good. And, you know, DCL was in absolute form, like firing left, right, centre. And, mm-hmm. you know, James Rodriguez was getting back into the swing of it and it's just seemed to all come to a crash, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, it just, it just could be one of those things that the hype just got to them and that was it like you know everybody got excited actually Everton could be a real threat this year and then by Christmas it had seemed to have died down mm. I I think I think West Ham obviously have more to play for so they're going to go out all guns play they've got nothing to lose and I think that's the way they're playing at the moment the fact that they've literally got nothing to lose you know it's either we sit back defend try and get something here and there or we just go out all guns blazing try and score as many as we can and we might just stand a chance of getting fourth I think that's the way they're going to go about it. So I think I think there's going to be goals. I, I'd say three one West Ham. I think they're really going to absolutely go for it. Yeah, Tom, it's going to be it's going to be a good game to watch. Um, West West Ham are, are, are good at home as well. Um, the you know I've I've spoke about it before, but their mid the their mid like the balance in midfield is it's perfect. Like it's it's sort of. Prime David Moyes, you know, <laughs> he's, he's got his Fellaini in, in Suchek, and then you've got Ross next to him, who's one of the, for me, one of the best holding midfielders in the league. Yeah. Um, yeah, Everton, it's their home form, isn't it, that, that has really cost them this season? Yeah, I don't think they're too bad away. No, they're not. Well, they won at um, Anfield, you know, this, this season for like the first time in what, like 21 years yeah. or something? Um, They've had yeah. some 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 fortune on the road, um, but I think like Newcastle at home they've lost to Burnley at home. Um, I think they might have even lost to West Ham at home earlier in the season. Leeds I think yeah, went there is, and yeah. won. They beat Albion five two, of course. <laughs> lost to Villa last weekend. Yeah, yeah. you know. But again, if you if you're a club who's got you know, again at the start of the season, I don't think they could have really been discredited too much for potentially having their eyes on on you know just yeah. nicking fourth with with so many kind of question marks over the likes of um of, of Chelsea under Lampard and um you know the way Liverpool have dropped off and Arsenal just never ever being anywhere near it looked like a real kind of open goal for for, for Everton to go and really kind of you know stake a claim and I think to, to some extent they have um but there's got to be an element of, of kind of frustration from their fans perspective that you know like you say those kind of Games at home against a lower league opposition have, have, have cost them. Um, but uh, look, fair play to West Ham. They're having a good season. Uh, I think this would be a good game. Um, did you give me your prediction? No, I'm going to go for 2-1 though. 2-1 West 
Two on West Ham. Two on West Ham. I'm going to go Desmond. I'm going to say two, two. I think this, there could be goals in this. Uh, I think it's going to be an entertaining end-to-end game. Uh, last of the weekly seven, uh, probably the easiest one of the week, lads. Arsenal against West Brom. Um, Reese, I'll come to you first. I think this is the, the nail in the coffin. I don't think so. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, don't I'm, do I'm, it to I'm, me, Reese. <laughs> don't give me hope. <laughs> No, I, I'm a big optimist, you know, when, and obviously you, you, you were in your last relegation battle, you know, yeah. three or four years ago. I I, I lived with, uh, you know, I, I was in a group with quite a few Albion fans and uh, there was one lad, he went away to, to Man United and yeah. he went to me, he says, I'm only going because we're not going again for a few years. <laughs> it's just like, I, I got a funny feeling you're going to beat him. Just, it was one, I, I had a tenor, a tenor at 1-0 Albion and I just went, oh, I well. don't know, it'll be one of these games where you'll just nick some and, you know, Jay Rodriguez popped into the right place and did it again and then I did it again for Spurs. Yeah. He yeah. went, he, you know, he went to Spurs and obviously that 90, 90 plus whatever yeah, goal came yeah. in. Yeah, 90 second minute I think it was. And then I've got a little bit too cocky and then put money <laughs> on Albion to stay up and then obviously that <laughs> didn't happen but, I, I got a feeling you, you'll drag this out because you've done this before. I, I got a feeling you'll you'll drag this out a little bit longer than than, than you expect. I think you'll win. Mm. I think you'll win one 0 I think Arsenal are all over the place at the moment. So mm. I think I think you'll do exactly what you did at United a couple of years back and just win one nil and just keep 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 the belief rolling for an extra week. Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me too much. I mean, Arsenal are poor at home as well. These are another team that struggle for yeah for home form. I mean, the other night they they just seem. So sort of lacklustre and slow and yeah, yeah just List, no listless, aren't they? Yeah, there's, there's no sort of they'd be really vanilla in the bedroom, Arsenal, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> they just they just got that look about them. They promise they promise so much. The thought of watching Arsenal play it sounds quite good, and then you sit down in front of your plasma screen with you know <laughs> with your cup of tea or your pint of lager or whatever it is, and and you just you're looking elsewhere, aren't you? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I can definitely see West Brom nicking a goal because mm. once again Arsenal are just at the back. They've, they've always got that mistake in them. They've always, whether it's Leno, Louise, Rob Holding. Yeah. Um, oh, Louise is just he, he he's just a, a walking disaster of a football yeah. player, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He'll score a scream now. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go one-one. One-one. Okay. Yeah. I still don't think that's good enough for us. Um, I think we have to win, uh, as Reece says. Uh, a draw would be good. Just don't, you know, don't go out kind of on a, on an absolute, you know, low. Um, which, to be fair, I think we've only lost like three of our last eleven games or something like that. So we've kind of shown some, you know, vein of form to kind of end the season. It sounds like Allardyce is going to stay um, for the end of the season. Um, yeah, okay, go on. I'll go one the Albion. Um and that's that's your million pound, lads. That's that's the million pound. <laughs> if 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 you enter Tom and you win a million pounds and, and that's because Albion win one nil or okay, let's say one one, they equalise in the last minute. Let's say you have to come in wearing a West Brom top. For a million quid. For a million quid. Yeah, see I don't mind I would, uh, we, we've spoken about this before. I don't mind West Brom. If it was He doesn't mind West Brom. If it if it was blues <laughs> It'd be, um, be a different story. It'd, it'd be it'd be much harder to 
to say. But West Brom, yeah, I, I think I, I think I could just about do that. I mean, it's a million quid. Mm. Of course, I could do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we've got that on record now. I just say that, <laughs> uh, lads. As ever, it's been uh, it's been great to chat. Plenty of uh, of sport we've discussed, and uh, yeah, no doubt we'll be back uh, with you next weekend. Remind me who we shout out for the tune again, Tom. Uh, Dandelion Studios. Dandelion Studios. I'm going to have to start playing it now because it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, Tom Reese, as ever, thanks for your time, and we'll catch up with you next week. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks for having us.